you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And on today's program, well, I want to get to some injury updates for spring football and for just football in general. It's something I meant to get to in the last few days, but you know what? With all the news, including Missouri, signing Sam Horn out of Georgia, the four-star quarterback, just not quite enough time to get there. And also, I want to talk about this week coming up for the Missouri Tiger basketball team and wonder how important it is, quite frankly. If this week goes badly for the Tigers, is that possibly a blessing in disguise? How could that be true? Well, I'll make the case. Whether I actually believe it or not, I'm not sure yet. But there is a case to be made for actually Missouri falling down the seed line a little bit. And speaking of falling down a line or two, well, unfortunately, the Tigers have dropped out of the AP basketball poll And in fact, only two teams from the Southeastern Conference remain in said poll. Alabama, of course, is still ranked at number eight in the country, and Arkansas all the way up to number 12. Now, Missouri's played Arkansas twice. They beat them pretty good down in Fayetteville and obviously lost a close game earlier in Columbia. Does anybody who's seen those two basketball games, has watched every second of that, Aren't you a little bit surprised that Arkansas is that highly ranked? And honestly, to that point, I think once you get past Alabama, to me, maybe that is the line at about number eight. But certainly once you get past the top 10 or 15 or so, it seems like from there to wherever you think Missouri is ranked, wherever they should be in that pecking order, whether it's 25, 30, maybe 45 or 50, from what I've seen in college basketball this year, most of those teams are about the same. So with that in mind, really Missouri has already kind of played itself likely out of being a a solid 4-5-6 type seed at this point. Now it's not impossible if Missouri could obviously beat Florida in Gainesville, take care of business at home on senior day against LSU and Columbia, then go on to run in the SEC tournament, well, then certainly they could maybe get up into that five-seed range or so. But frankly, it seems more likely that the Tigers might split these two games, maybe win a game or two in the SEC tournament. And if that's the case, well, then Joe Lenardi for ESPN, his current projection of the Tigers being in the 8-9 game and then having to play Gonzaga, undefeated Gonzaga, by the way, in the second round of the tournament, that seems like a fairly realistic scenario. Now, clearly, Gonzaga is one of the elite teams in the country, without a doubt. They might be the elite team in the entire country. So they aren't in that soft middle, if you will, between Arkansas and Missouri and sort of the rest of the teams that are in that you know, teens to the 30s or 40s ranked. They're elite. So if you're Missouri and you're going to play in the 8-9 game, let's say let's say Missouri is the 8th seed in the tournament. They have to play the ninth seed in the tournament, obviously. Well, by my logic, frankly, 
whoever's the ninth seed that we would play or the eighth seed is not going to be that much different than the fifth seed in the tournament. So with that in mind, while obviously when these games are being played, I'm going to root for Missouri as hard as I ever have, if I actually take an objective look at this situation, it might not be the worst thing in the world if Missouri performs poorly down the stretch here, at least in terms of where they end up in the NCAA tournament. Because again, I don't see them completely falling out of the field, but hey, remember a certain Missouri team my freshman year of college, March of 2002, 19 years ago, in fact, well, 12th seeded Missouri ended up getting to the Elite Eight. So there's not only precedent for a somewhat underachieving at the end of the season Missouri team getting a 12 seed, going on a run. Honestly, I think this Tiger team has the upside to make a similar run, but certainly they're going to need a favorable matchup because if they're going to have to play Gonzaga in round two, good luck. I just don't think the Tigers are, are near on that level. But again, once you get outside the top 10 or so, I think they can beat anybody in the country. Frankly, they've shown that they've beaten lots of teams who are maybe about the 20th best team in the country. And in the case of the Fighting Illini in, over in Champaign, Illinois, well, they're even better than that. They are one of those top 10 teams. So clearly, while Missouri has a really low floor, well, they happen to have a high ceiling too. And really, if the results of these last couple games and the SEC tournament maybe aren't the absolute most important thing in the world at this point in the year, considering, well, the SEC championship, the regular season championship, that goal's completely out the window and has been for a couple weeks. So at this point, you want to either try to win the SEC tournament or make a run in the NCAA tournament. But if the individual results of these games maybe aren't the most paramount thing in the world, well, what do... I want to see at the end of this season to set up Missouri for a potential run in March Madness. Well, I'll tell you all about that, but first I want to tell you about rockauto.com. And rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. And because they are a family business, well, they know exactly what your family wants out of an auto parts store. Well, number one, they have fair pricing because lots of chain stores have different price tiers if you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. Well, what is that? Why Is that fair whatsoever? Well, rockauto.com doesn't think so, so their prices are always reliably low. And the website is easy to navigate. So not only are you going to save money, you're going to find exactly the type of part that you want really quickly for exactly the make and model of your car without having to go into a store and deal with the the guy at the counter. No, you can just all click away at rockauto.com. You don't even have to sign up for an account. But I'll tell you what, when you find everything available for your vehicle, Go to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you when you check out so they know we sent you. That was awkwardly said. Let me try that again, right? Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Hey, there we go. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car 
will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, with J.J. Watt being the latest guy to flee the Houston Texans, what NFL team will be the worst in 2021? We'll get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And based on my previous segment, maybe some of you think I'm fleeing the season at this point, acting like I don't really care if Missouri wins or loses these last couple ball games. Well, again, that isn't quite the case. I'm just saying that perhaps there's a blessing in disguise if Missouri somehow falls below that 8-9 line. Now, the other side of the equation is if Missouri ends up losing the last two or three games of the season, well, it's going to be tough for them to suddenly put it together and actually start playing good basketball, regardless of their favorable 12 seed or not. Well, that's a really good point, quite honestly. So what I'm trying to say is, yes, I want to see Missouri play good basketball here down the stretch, but if they say happen to beat LSU and lose to lose to Florida by a couple points in Gainesville, well, that wouldn't necessarily be the end of the world. What I really want to see is a bigger picture for the Tigers. And first and foremost, I think the obvious thing that all of us want to see is Xavier Pinson to come out of his funk. More specifically, we need to start seeing him attack the defense again off the bounce, we need to see him get into the paint and break down that defense because that's one of the best things that Missouri has done this season. And for whatever reason, we just haven't seen it from him the last few games as much as we expect to. And listen, we all know Pinson can be a little bit inconsistent, without a doubt. And I'm mostly talking about statistically here. All right, I can live with a guy who who can run hot and cold a little bit. I really can, especially a guy who doesn't appear to be afraid of the moment whatsoever, like Xavier Pinson is. But what I what I can't really put up with is just constant passiveness. You know, go down swinging to use a boxing analogy. Don't just sit there and try to bob and weave and watch the guy just pummel you to death on the scorecard. Go down doing what you do best. Xavier Pinson is like a he's like a he's a brawler. That's what he is. To continue this perhaps strained boxing analogy, he's the he's the type of guy that needs to throw punches. He's the type of guy that has to attack. He's not a technician. So if we see Xavier Pinson getting back to aggressive offensive basketball, that'll be a great sign for the Tigers going forward. Also, I think maybe the second thing I want to see is actually just Mark Smith to continue to look comfortable. It's not even, again, sort of like it's not totally about the wins and losses for me this final week here. It's not totally about the numbers for Mark Smith. I can tell at this point of the season, at this point in his Tiger career, when he looks right, when he looks confident, when he looks comfortable with his game. In the last couple games, it's been night and day since some of those previous efforts when he frankly looks uncomfortable even dribbling five feet. And the thing is, the best version of Mark Smith, the really good version of Mark Smith, is an excellent SEC-caliber basketball player. Because unlike Xavier, you know, his sort of mental engagement, I don't worry about him on the defensive end, for instance. He's always trying hard. He's almost always 
making smart plays and in the right spot, but it just seems like his confidence had completely abandoned him at a certain point on the offensive end with his shot, with his handle. Well, it just seems like he's worked himself out of that funk, at least a little bit, and good for him. We need to see that keep going. And a third thing I'd like to see experimented with a little bit more is I'd like to see when the second unit and Missouri's second unit, especially when Jeremiah Tillman is out of the game, at times that unit really struggles to score. And we don't have both Drew Smith and Xavier Pinson in the ball game. We can definitely bog down offensively in those moments. But what we have seen recently is Parker Brown and Kobe Brown have some real chemistry together. So I would like to see those guys play together and see what that looks like. Now, often we've played Mitchell Smith with Parker, I think, just to add length and maybe a little bit more defensive protection around Parker. But you know what? Let's see what we have with Kobe and Parker together because there's been some moments where those two guys have been together where they seem to have some really good chemistry for whatever reason. Maybe it's the similar sounding last names. I don't know. But whatever it is, those guys seem to work well off each other. And you know what? If they're so, if for whatever reason that combination doesn't work defensively, well, now's the time to figure that out and not in the first round of the tournament. And I do want to get to the football injury updates, but first I do have to point something out. Over at betonline.ag, Missouri was 50 to 1 at one point to win the NCAA tournament, which to me seemed a little bit low. But, well, of course, at that moment, Missouri then started losing quite a few games during a stretch, fell all the way to 66 to 1. And as of this recording, Missouri all the way down to 80 to 1 to win the NCAA tournament. Now, just for some context there, Kentucky is 100 to 1 to win the tournament. And they have almost no chance to make the field other than winning the SEC tournament. So, obviously, the folks at betonline.ag, not real high on Missouri's chances to make or to win the NCAA tournament, I should say. But if you disagree with them, well, now's your chance to prove that you're right by going to betonline.ag, signing up for a free account, and be sure to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. So again, that's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus at bet online, your online sports book experts. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the sec five days a week. And that's locked on sec host Chris Gordy of sports 790 delivers his unique brand of Southeastern conference analysis with the help of local guests from the round from around the sec network of locked on podcasts, subscribe to locked on sec, wherever you get your pods. And just really quickly, before we talk about football injuries, just one basketball injury sure would be nice to see Javon Pickett get healthy. And honestly, it's obvious that his ankle's still bothering him. I think he's probably a game time decision against Florida tomorrow. You know, not knowing any specifics, if it were up to me, I would just rest him these last two games. At the very least, let's get him to Nashville and try to get him healthy. Gosh, I might even just, you know, honestly, as much as this has lingered, 
I'd probably sit him out that week too. But the problem is, if he doesn't play at all in Nashville, you worry about him being rusty going into a possible March Madness game. But, you know, the thing is, again, Pickett's an important player for us. We don't exactly have the most depth in the world. And, you know, he's a wing defender, an energy guy, can pick us up. Uh, And honestly, a guy that I've said this before, I'll say it again, it felt like he was starting to come into his own a little bit offensively before that ankle turn. And, boy, it's just been a, a bummer that that's really lingered. But anyway, that's enough with basketball. Let's move to football for just a little bit here. There's four significant players all on the defense in fact that are going to sit out spring ball but you know we're help obviously the coaching staff I should say is hopeful that all four guys are going to be back by spring that includes inside defensive lineman Kobe Whiteside defensive end Jartarian Hansford linebacker Cam Wilkins all three of those young men won't be taking won't be taking part in spring practice now, on the good news side of the of the equation, wide receiver J.J. Hester, who will still be a freshman this year, he, I don't think he saw the field last year. Much to my surprise, quite honestly, he was perhaps Missouri's highest-ranked, most-hyped freshman, and especially considering Missouri needed some help at receiver last year. Well, I think now we have an explanation to why J.J. Hester didn't play, because while he was nev- Missouri never updated him as far as injuries go that I'm aware of well Eli Drinkwitz in his spring press conference did tell us that J.J. Hester will be healthy for this spring so that indicates he was previously not healthy does it not Drinkwitz also confirmed that former quarterback in fact former starting quarterback for Missouri Sean Robinson is now practicing full-time as a safety And that's a good thing, too, because Missouri's going to have a lot to replace at safety this coming season. With Josh Bledsoe out and gone, hopefully on to the NFL, Tyree Gillespie as well moving on to the pros, hopefully. Only Martez Manuel returns of Missouri's three starting safeties. And, well, actually, when you start looking at the safety depth, One thing you have to ask yourself is, will Steve Wilkes, Missouri's new coordinator, yes, he said that he'll be running a 4-2-5 defense primarily, just like Ryan Walters does, but the makeup of the five, that nickel package, could be a little bit different. In other words, will Missouri play three safeties again a lot next year, or will they go with a more traditional two-safety look and add a slot corner? into their base defense frankly I think that'll just depend on personnel how how confident does Steve Wilkes feel in his depth at corner versus his depth at safety I would say regardless you'll probably see Martez Manuel manning that strong safety position so really whoever whether it's two more safeties or another safety if it's a free safety somebody like Josh Bledsoe you know, we all know he covered all over the field. So you're going to have to be a good guy in coverage to play that position. If Missouri decides to have a boundary safety like they did the last couple of years with Tyree Gillespie, well, that player is going to have to be able to cover and really, really run side to side. Because if you're going to, if you're going to cover that boundary, you're going to be the jet sweep defender 
on the wide side of the field a lot, and that is not an easy job. You've got to be really disciplined. You're going to have to make great tackles in the open field at times, and you've got to really be able to run. So it'll be interesting. Honestly, as I lay it all out there, I kind of imagine we'll see more of a slot corner style defense than three safeties, but you know what do I know? Steve Wilkes, I'll, I'll trust him to know more about the X's and O's of defense than I do, but certainly I'm going to be curious to see how all of that plays out. And certainly I'm going to be curious to see how this Missouri basketball season plays out, and I'll be with you all tomorrow with a preview of the Florida Gators basketball game and, of course, a recap soon thereafter. So, until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.